0: Hello, Dylan. Hi, Amanda. Nice to see you.
1: (laughs) Nice to see you, too.
0: Um, I would like to start our conversation today by asking you a question, which is, have you ever left a Yelp review on anything?
1: I've left like three Yelp reviews in my life, and I think they were mostly positive. I'd have to go actually look and be like, what did I say? I think I was just like, oh, this was good. (laughs) Uh, Do you leave reviews on things? Are you like a reviewer?
0: No, I similarly, I leave good reviews of things that I like, but I have like a backlog file cabinet in my mind of bad reviews (laughs) that I wish I would leave, but I know that I won't. So currently (laughs) I'm like working on... In my mind, again, this extended review of the management company that owns mm. the the apartment that we just moved out of. Okay. One of those like enormous live corp, huge conglomerate yeah. international companies that owns like a million buildings. And as we moved out, there were just like charge upon charge upon charge, like cleaning yeah. the light switch charge, carpet replacement charge, like just stacking up.
1: Right. And they know that you're like on your way out. And so you're yeah. just like they know that you're going to be like, oh, my God, I hate this. But like, I, what, am I really going to fight it like that? Exactly. Hard? I'm like, I'm leaving. Like, yeah. forget these people. Yeah. OK.
0: I have no recourse except for, I guess, theoretically, like leaving a bad review. So the reason that we're talking today is I've become obsessed with this historical artifact hmm. that I think kind of suggests that complaining is a very human thing arguably something that makes us human <laughs> the yeah. urge to complain goes way way back Yeah, yeah. so we are going to talk about the world's oldest written complaint all right it is almost 4,000 years old it is written on a clay tablet
1: that's like really ancient
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and it's scathing so that's what we're going to talk about today
1: <laughs> this is an ancient bad review. Ancient bad, bad Yelp, Amazon review. Okay.
0: I'm Amanda McGowan, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, I'm hanging out with your host Dylan Thuris, and we are telling you the story of the world's oldest customer complaint. That's up for this.
1: along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Tell me about this clay tablet review. Where where would one go to see such a thing?
0: If we were going to go see the complaint tablet together, we would be at the British Museum. Okay. And we'd be walking through the Near Eastern uh, halls, exhibit halls, and I would take you to a glass case that looks like it's full of like dried out Pop-Tarts.
1: <laughs> I'm looking at a picture, and this really does, in fact— look exactly like a dried out pop tart it's like the right dimensions Mm -hmm. it seems like it's about that size too it looks small
0: it is about that size so the the tablet that we are looking at so it's like five ish inches high and like an inch or so wide it's a clay tablet and it's marked with these little wedge shaped um icons this is called cuneiform it's one of the most ancient uh Written languages. And I know it doesn't look like it from here, but when I tell you that this review will singe your eyebrows off (laughs) when you hear it. All right. So it's intense.
1: uh, Okay. Where did it come from? How did it end up in the British Museum? What's the story? What's the story behind it?
0: Okay. Yes. I'm going to introduce you to a character. So this is a British archaeologist. His name is Sir Leonard Woolley. I'm showing mm. you a couple pictures of him now. In one, he's like absconding away with a precious artifact. It's like a beautiful old harp, and he's like hiding behind it, and he looks very sneaky. Yeah. Um, the kind of fellow who's like wearing a tweed jacket in the middle of the desert, as you can see.
1: Yeah, yeah. Very like, hey, let me help you with those ancient artifacts
0: kind yeah. of. <laughs> Yes,
1: <laughs> I have somewhere very safe to put them.
0: <laughs> yeah. So this Sir Leonard Woolley was like a celebrity archaeologist in the 1920s. There's another photo of him here with three people. So that's him with Agatha Christie, actually, who he oh, was close rules. friends with. Yeah. He was close friends with her. He invited her on a dig, actually. Um, and... She like fell in love with his assistant and married him. And she wrote the <gasps> murder in Mesopotamia book about Wooly basically, this guy. So he's like a celeb. That's he's cool. a British archaeologist. That's, actually, that's
1: celeb. pretty cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: And he made his name by excavating the ancient city of Ur, which is in present day Iraq. So if you like cast your memory back to like high school history class, like world civilizations, Ur was one of the oldest cities. It's in that sort of Mesopotamia, Euphrates, Tigris, River Valley. So this is like early agriculture. The rise of like early complex civilizations is happening in this area.
1: It's like one of the earliest of cities in human History, right? It's like a really, yes. really ancient, like, like, yes, sort of centralized city-like civilization.
0: Totally. So in the 20s, he is excavating the Ziggurat of Ur. So this is like an enormous temple administrative complex. It's this really cool kind of like stepped pyramid-looking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and today in Iraq, they've they've reconstructed a lot of the facade, so you can kind of get an idea of what it looks like. Um, they're they're finding just incredible stuff, and a lot of the stuff on unfortunately, is now in the British Museum because he, you know, absconded Sad. away
1: with it. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly.
0: But by the 30s, he was getting a little bored with all of the splendor and luxury of the oh, royal sure. stuff. Yeah, oh, old hat by that yeah. point. No thanks. <laughs> yeah, so he was like, let's actually excavate the homes of regular Joe Lunchbox, Sally Lunchpail hmm. of Mesopotamia. Hmm. So he takes a crew and they they dig up like six city streets in Ur, which included like 50 shops and homes and one of them belonged to a fellow named Aya Nasir who is the hero of our story the hero and the villain of our story mm-hmm. So the reason we know this is Aya Nasir's home is because the home was littered with clay tablets, at least 20 of them, and they (laughs) were all complaining about him. (laughs) So (laughs) he he was a copper merchant. He did trades of copper between the city of Ur and another trading port called Dilmun, which is in today's Bahrain. At first, he had like a really good reputation, it seems like, from these clay tablets. I mean, people were advancing him lots of money. They were putting in big orders to his copper business. He was even working with the palace and the king. But over time, there were some issues there are clay tablets kind of explaining that like a giant copper shipment has gone out, but some people haven't paid for their share. And like Aya Nasir is highlighted as this guy who owes basically for $40,000 in today's money worth of copper, like five tons of copper. Serious copper, serious money. There's people who are like, do you know how tired I am of this? Like, please give me my copper, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Well, Okay. (laughs) I just wanted to pause for a second and, yeah. and just reflect on the fact that when you and I want to make a complaint, we, like, can go online and, yeah. like, spend, I don't know, two minutes, like, typing out our angry screed. Uh, like, yeah. this thing sucked. Like, don't buy it. Like, I yeah. But, like, <laughs> these... Someone had to take a piece of, like, wet clay mm-hmm. and spend however long, I don't know, half an hour or whatever, just, like pressing these symbols into it one by one, being like, where is my stuff? This stuff sucked. Like, what is that?
0: Oh, and let me even go one step further. So most people in the city of Ur were illiterate. So Mm. in order to send a clay tablet, you had to hire a scribe. So you had to bring the scribe to you and be like, I need to dictate this complaint (laughs) to Aya Nasir. And the scribe wrote it down. And then he would go to Aya Nasir and basically like scream it in his face. (laughs) <laughs> and then leave the tablet there yes <laughs> yes
1: it's like when you hire someone to do like a birthday song but like <laughs> instead this is just like bad reviews yelled at yeah. you actually this is a service that should be offered currently actually i, I feel agree like that was amazing
0: it's a singing telegram but like for yeah. the worst news you've ever had in your but, life but,
1: but for like i hated your service <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what what do they say exactly what do we know have they been translated are they translatable
0: Oh, Dylan, how have they been translated? In fact, if you go to this next slide here, I can have okay, you, if you like, read out loud. This is from a man named Nani, who is really fed up with A.N. Nasir's crappy business. So he dictated this message um, to a scribe <laughs> okay. to send to A.N. Nasir. So, and you have the text ahead of you right now.
1: Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. This is the message that Nani sent to A.N. Nasir. Okay. When you came, you said to me as follows, I will give my messenger, when he comes, fine quality copper ingots. You left then, but you did not do what you promised me. You put ingots, which were not good, before my messenger and said, if you want to take them, take them. If you don't want to take them, go away. (laughs) What do you take me for when you treat somebody like me with such Mm. contempt? You alone treat my messenger with contempt.
0: Ooh. I know. I'm shaking right now. I love
1: it. <laughs> I love I love that he also like he throws a little a little bit of that like, do you know who I am in here? Yes. You treated somebody like, like me. Me with such contempt. Yes. You are insulting my intelligence and you are insulting my messenger on top of that. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? dare you. So was A. Nasir uh, just like a terrible, was he actually just like a terrible (laughs) merchant? Was this a fair complaint? I mean, it sounds like he had a lot of other complaints in his house.
0: I think that's a fair assumption to make based on what evidence we have available about A. Nasir's business. And the thing that is also interesting is that we don't know if he ever responded to Nanny directly. Um, Hmm. But we do have other context clues that um, you can see from his home and from the tablets that kind of suggests that his business maybe went downhill because of these many complaints. Mm. So one of the things that Leonard Woolley discovered when he was excavating A Nassir's home is that it appeared that two rooms that were originally part of A.N. home had been kind of absorbed by a surrounding home.
1: Ooh. So he
0: had to sell off part of his house. Yeah. So he's like losing money.
1: He's got himself into a situation, it seems like. (laughs) Like he's like stiffing one person maybe to pay someone else, but then it's like you know, like you can feel you can feel like, okay. If you've got twenty complaint tablets, like you've got (laughs) a bigger problem going on than just like one person thinking you're a
0: jerk. Yeah, the walls are closing in, like literally on (laughs) on his home and his (laughs) business. Oh my
1: god, yes, yeah.
0: And another thing is that copper being like a pretty expensive commodity was like a pretty prestigious line of business to be in. And there are other tablets in Ian Nasir's home that suggest that he wasn't able to stay in the copper trade forever. He kind of moved on to a lot of other businesses. He had his like hands in a lot of things and he was maybe doing like secondhand clothing and real estate, which was sort of like a bump down from the copper (laughs) industry.
1: (laughs) I like that this guy exists through all of time and like might be any of us at any given point in our lives. Like I just like (laughs) the like, oh, like it all went really badly. And now I'm just like hustling.
0: It's great actually that you brought that up because something that is like hilarious and wonderful about this tablet is that it's kind of had like a second life Hmm. in, in the last few years online as a meme so in 2015 someone posted to reddit um an image of the complaint tablet and it really took off on reddit on tumblr and people's comments were almost exactly our response to it earlier which was like imagine how angry you'd have to be to engrave (laughs) a (laughs) tablet and then someone else said something like are you telling me that we know about a specific guy who lived 4,000 years ago because he was like a huge jerk yeah. And so there were a lot of like very funny visual memes that came out of that. We can post these in a oh a God, link yes. in the episode description, but they're just great. One thing that I found very amusing was that in 2021 there was an actual news story, like the BBC reported it about a I think it was a business conglomerate in China that had purchased $36 million of copper from a Turkish merchant. And they found that it was actually all rocks, just painted copper color.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) So everyone on Twitter was like, Anasir, is that you? (laughs) His spirit lives on. That's
1: very good. What's so wonderful about this whole thing is how profoundly relatable it all is 4,000 plus years later. Like, I like so you, agree. It's just, you identify weirdly with both the complainer and Aya Nasir in this. You're just like, oh, yeah. you're just some people making some occasionally questionable decisions, <laughs> doing some slightly shady business deals, and then someone's getting mad at you for them because of course they are. Like yes. It's just people like we're all this is just the plight of humanity for all eternity. It's very it's very charming in that way.
0: I agree. I feel like when you hear about people living thousands and thousands of years ago, at least for me, it's hard to imagine them having like the same kind of problems and the things that like keep you up at night that we do looking at something like this, you're like, oh, my God, people have always been the same. And the other thing I love about this, which is like. Kind of inspirational in a way. There are so many different ways to achieve immortality in life. You know, you can be a great leader, you can be like a Mozart type musician, or you can just be exceptionally bad at your job, <laughs> and people will remember you for thousands of years. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: pour one out for A.N. and Definitely. and I hope I hope there is an undocumented flourishing that happened later in his life. We don't Me know. Too. He moved. He got out of the copper business. The yeah. real estate thing worked out. He got a little like seaside, you know, shack and and, and enjoyed himself.
0: I hope so, too. Yeah. Cheers to Aya Nasir, a legend. A legend. <laughs>
1: a legend for all time.
0: podcast is a co-production of atlas obscura and stitcher studios the production team includes
1: doug baldinger chris naka
0: camille stanley
1: manolo morales baudelaire
0: gabby gladney our technical director is
1: casey holford
0: this episode was mixed by
1: luce fleming
0: our theme and end credit music is by sam Tyndall. and if you would like to learn more about anything that you heard today you can check out a link to our website atlasobscura.com in the episode description I'm Amanda McGowan wishing you all the wonder and endless clay tablets to complain on in the world. I'll see you next time.
1: The world isn't wide enough for those with an insatiable desire for discovery. Drivers can even personalize their backgrounds with a series of nature-inspired themes. This vehicle signals the arrival of an exciting new chapter for Lincoln. Discover more about the 2024 Lincoln Nautilus at Lincoln.com.
0: Hi, I'm Lale Arakoglu, host of Women Who Travel. Women Who Travel is a transported podcast for anyone curious about the world. We talk to adventurers and athletes, I've raced the Godzone Zone Adventure Race, which is on the South Island and goes through the mountains down in the Southern Alps on New Zealand. That was eight days spent out in the wilderness. And chefs. Iranian food is home, it's family, it's love. And we share dispatches from our listeners. Ireland is full of these, I, I will call them ghosts of the past, From stampeding elephants to training sled dogs, we hear it all. The dogs will curl right up with you and it can be kind of cozy waiting things out. New episodes of Women Who Travel publish every Thursday. Join us wherever you listen.